family, over your business, because the Word of God is prophetic. Amen. So as we open the Scriptures again tonight, I want to, um, I want to establish uh, <clears throat> these next months in this, in this last uh, uh, dissertation of Scripture, this last unfolding of Scripture that I, uh, <clears throat> that I have for you. Amen. Now, <clears throat> now um, let me give you a, just a snapshot of a dream I had a little while ago. In the dream, I was in a river. Now, we have Northwest Rivers, and, and we're familiar with them. Dennis would be familiar with the river I was in, one of those up by the campground. And in this river, we were, we, were, uh, we were floating. There was a whole bunch of people floating down in tubes and, you know, swimming. And after we got out, I was telling the people... I knew, I knew the people, I knew faces, and that was kind of another part of the dream. But I was telling the people, I said, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I rode my bicycle from Portland all the way up to the campground one time. Now, I've never done that, but in the dream, as I was saying that, I began to see myself at each stage of that road. I've driven it a thousand times, but I've never ridden the bicycles, but... 20 miles. And I, <clears throat> I said, I rode my bicycle up here. And when I said that, the Lord spoke to me in the dream. He spoke to me. He says, I'm able to put into your life the things you need to have in your life when you need them. And I, I'm able to put in your spirit. I'm able to deposit things in your spirit you've never even experienced. <clears throat> Now, is not wisdom, is not wisdom a deposit from God something we haven't experienced? Is an answer from God, when we have an answer from God, isn't it something we haven't experienced? That's why they call it wisdom. If it wasn't, you would call it experience. You say, well, I, I know how to take the nut off of that thing. I know how to turn the, the you know, I know how to uh, fix that because I've done it for 20 years. I'm a door expert. I'm a, you know, I'm a window expert. No, I walk into the building and God drops in my spirit, in my mind, in my thought patterns. I know exactly how to take that window apart and put it back together. And I've never done it one time. Now, that's how God can deposit into your life wisdom and revelation and insight into the days ahead <clears throat> we look at the days ahead and we if if we look at it in the natural eye we're going to be confused because there's things happening that are not the 1950s anymore folks i know you realize that but don't be shocked we're not doing that anymore there's things going on we've never lived this way before We've never had people in government like we have before. We've never had people in our education system like we've had before. We've never had business people like we've had before. And we've never had dishonest people out there like we had before. Now, what do we do with that? We have the mind of Christ. We listen to the Spirit of God. We tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And God drops in us deposits of truth, wisdom, revelation, and insight. And He can, he can download... He can download all kinds of, well, if I was looking at my iPhone, I'd say he would download apps. They call them apps, applications. <clears throat> Some of you techies know what I mean. You want to, and, it's, and most of them are free, so you just download them, and you've got, you, can, you can find things, and you can have dictionaries, and you can have uh, 
phone books, all kinds of stuff. Why? Because God, because that, that little phone there has a backup system that I can tap into and get wisdom. Now, I'm gonna, I, I want to give you a, just a track record of God's, of God's provision. Of God's provision. Now, here's the challenge we have for the days ahead. <clears throat> Traditionally, we expect God to do most of the heavy lifting. And traditionally, God obviously does the things we can't do and does the supernatural stuff. But most, most of us, if we've had a background in, in, in Pentecost, have picked up somewhere the fact that God's just going to swoop in like a white knight or a, you know, a, a big king and just beat the devil up and we're going to be swept up in the glory and we're going to have this, this church full and we're going to have all these miracles happen without a whole lot of change on our part or action. But I find the scriptures tell me that we are co-labors with God. And that means there must be some kind of hooking up. There must be some kind of obedience and action on my part and things that I do. And, and I know the thing I do is the little end of it, but uh, there's, some, there's some trigger things that I do. One of them is believing. One of them is, you know, preaching the word and praying. That's all, that's all the leverage stuff we have, you see. We have the ability to leverage a whole lot of power just in a little bit of faith. <laughs> Amen. So, as I stand here tonight in this in this uh, in this in this uh, closing time together, I'm giving you some instructions for the months ahead out of this simple word that I want to talk to you about preparation. I want to talk a little bit about the preparation of God for your miracle. And God dropped this in my spirit as I was, as I was uh, writing and, and uh, putting together these thoughts out of that dream. And he said this. He said, a miracle is a revelation of God's preparation. <clears throat> a miracle is a, a revelation of God's preparation. He prepared ahead of time. Now let's say it again because I'm going to work on it a while. And before we're through tonight, I want to pray for you. And we're going to see some things happen. Now, what... what preaching does, it's, it opens up faith where I can begin to believe there's something ahead of me I can't work for. I'm not young enough to work long enough. I'm not rich enough to buy it. I'm not strong enough to lift it on my own. There has to be some help from God. I want, to, I want you to hear the good news tonight. I'm going to show you how it works. Now, I don't ever come to the pulpit knowing I'm the smartest guy in the room, so don't, you know, don't think that's true. I'm just reminding you of what you already know because it's time to put it to work. Hallelujah. Now, the destiny for the next 6, 8, 12 months of this house depends on our faith just to lift up there and catch a hold of the tide and say, Lord, you've already prepared this in that next 12 months. I'm just going to ride it out and have the fun of the journey and enjoy the journey. Not lazy, you know, not sleeping, but active in my faith, active in my energy, active in my ability to just open my spirit and receive. Hallelujah. Open my spirit and receive. And I would say, this is, sounds like a word from the Lord right now, and I'm just going to take a chance that it may be. I would say that you'd maybe, maybe you should bring in some, some uh, air fresheners because some of the people coming in won't smell too good. <clears throat> just a thought, okay? <laughs> Amen. We get a little comfortable with our family and all of our familiar friends. There's going to be some strangers come in, and they're going to be strange. 
Amen. They're going to be strange. Why? Because we've been calling them. We're going to stumble in the door, and some of them aren't going to smell good. They're going to be prodigals. They're going to be right out of the pig pen. All right, well, get your scrub brush out. Not your religion, not your religious scrub brush, you know, the one that has grace on it. <laughs> a lot of grace. Praise God. Why? Because we're believing God has prepared a people for this house. God has prepared a destiny for us, a future for us. Amen. Amen. Let, let me, I'm just guessing at this. This isn't the Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe it is. I'm just guessing at this. Has there been a time in this church when, the, you know, the rumor was going around that this church was dead and finished? I'm going back a ways. I'm not, you know, not yesterday. But Okay, so it wasn't. It was a lie. <clears throat> That's kind of common with the devil. He just lies. <clears throat> There's a future for this house that is supernatural. There's a future for this house that's supernatural. And God, now let me say it again, a miracle is the, is the, is the revelation of God's preparation. We say, oh, wow, what a miracle. No, suddenly we saw what God already had. He didn't, he didn't suddenly say, oh, stop the presses. We've got an emergency. I forgot George has a need. Oh, stop the stop everything, folks. We gotta find the answer for George. No, he prepared ahead of time. The nature of God is he is a great organizer. <laughs> Look the way he arranged you, you're pretty good looking. <clears throat> Amen. He arranges things in advance. God prepares ahead of time. Look at Genesis 24. I'm going to give you some verses tonight. You can make note or, or jump around with me. Verses, Genesis 24. Isaac and Rebekah. Eliezer went out and prepared ahead of time for the bride for Isaac. Now, this is an Old Testament principle for a New Testament truth. This is how we, we, we hold, we, we, we tie the, old, the new and the old together. Old Testament principle, New Testament truth. So we can go in the old and we find God's nature in the, in the stories and the, and the form of miracles in the Old Testament. So Isaac sent his servant, which is, which is referred to in the New Testament, or at least the illustration, as the Holy Ghost. He sent his servant out ahead of him, and the servant went out and found a, a bride for his master. And the Holy Ghost has gone out ahead of time and has found your answer. Your problem is solved in God already. He's already prepared ahead of time a miracle. I come along, I'm, I'm stumbling maybe in my faith, maybe I'm not seeing well, and suddenly my eyes open up and I see the answer and I say, God performed a miracle. No, I just had a revelation of God's preparation. Now, why, why is that important? Because I need to know God's not just you know, kind of making do as it goes. I, I need to know God's not just responding because all of a sudden I begged real hard. No, he's prepared ahead of time. The sovereignty of God is very real. I don't understand a whole lot about it, but it really is good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad gravity works all the time? Aren't you glad the sun always comes up? Aren't you glad grass is green and the rain comes down? That's the sovereignty of God. That's the plan of God preparing ahead of time. Amen. Amen. Let's take some snapshots because I'm coming to a conclusion. When I do, I'm driving a hammer home. I mean, we're, we're, we're driving this nail down. It's going to be so, we're going we're gonna to have such a smashing thing. I'm just amazed to be here. Praise God. 
<laughs> and I got my cowboy shirt on tonight to prove it. Praise the Lord. All right. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Nehemiah went out in the night and prepared and surveyed. And for several days, several nights, he went out and looked over the whole structure or, or, or destruction of the city's walls. And came back with a plan. The Bible tells me that before the foundations of the world, Jesus was sacrificed. And before sin came, salvation was already instituted. Now that's pre-planning. <laughs> that's a good administrator. This is the God we need to hear about. Now, I know you know it. You need to hear it again. Because God's got a future for this house. And you need to know he's prepared it. There's a prepared people coming. There's a prepared people that are ready to come in. And our job is to keep calling them in. Our job is to open up our spirit to them. Amen. Now, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how people land in a church. They land in a church in the open hearts of the people that are already there. And they can tell right away. A stranger can tell right away. Uh, you know, one that's spiritual or one that's broken. When they come in, they can tell if they're accepted. And I know you're a loving crowd, but you need to keep checking your heart now. Keep checking your, your emotions. And when someone comes in, I want you to just receive them and let them land on your, on your shore. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. Now, I'm speaking as a, as a long-time pastor. I know, I know these things work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First, First Peter 1.20. Jesus was prepared before the foundations of the world. Jesus was prepared before the foundations of the world. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Romans 5.8. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Just laying the foundation. While we were yet sinners. Isaiah 65 and 24. And while, <clears throat> and while you are yet speaking, I will answer. Isaiah 65.24. The coin in, in the mouth of the fish, Jesus said, uh, it was brought up, we need taxes. Jesus said, go fishing. And he said, go and take the coin out of the first fish. Or, or the first fish will have a coin in it. Now, did the coin appear? Did it materialize? Or was the fish kind of swimming around for a month or two with that sucker in its mouth? We, you know, it doesn't say it's not important. The fact is, God prepared ahead of time for the taxes. So when the anxiety came up in the disciples, Jesus already knew that his father had a way through every circumstance. Praise God. Praise God. Now I'm going to shoot bullets until I hit your target, but I'm telling you, every one of you got some things God's already prepared that you can't see yet. And when I get done shattering that glass in front of you, you're going to see the answer's already there. Now what that does for me, it settles my anxiety. I can actually cast my care on the Lord for I know He cares for me. Amen. He's not inconsistent. He's not double-minded. He's not, uh, he doesn't have any favorite sons. He's going to do for me what he's done for anybody else. Why? Because he loves us with no respect of persons. Amen. Now, the Old Testament prophet, Elijah, in 2 Kings 17, <clears throat> he said, Behold, I have prepared a raven and a brook, and I have commanded them to supply you. 
Behold, I have prepared a raven and a brook. Water and food, most, most important thing in the world. So what's most important for your situation right now? God's prepared it. Hallelujah. Water and food, important, obviously, for life, but let's take it a step further. What's important for the challenge you have? What's, what's in your face, right, like that pressing against your nose? God has already commanded a preparation for it. Now, God commanded, God commanded the raven, and he commanded the brook. These are inanimate in, in some, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're uh, inanimate and, uh, and not human. They're, they're you know, there's an animal. But then God stepped it up after a season there at the brook. The brook dried up. And then he commanded a widow. Now, widows or humans or people have to cooperate. So it's a whole other thing when you're dealing with people with wills. <clears throat> they have a will in their life. But God knows how to command that thing and get them in line with God's purposes so they can be a part of your miracle. Hallelujah. There's people right now all around this city, all around this city, not just around the block because people drive and come in, but there's, there's prodigals out there and prodigals. What's the, what's the feminine for prodigal? There's prodigal. I'm making this up as I go, Joe. There's prodigals out there. They've been commanded to come in. They've been commanded to come in. So God has already commanded something to happen in this church in the next six months, 12 months. Now our job then is to expect it, to look for it, to anticipate it like the, like the father with the prodigals standing on the edge of the, of the farm looking for the, looking for the thing. I prayed, now I'm expecting it. I'm welcoming. I'm, my arms are open here. Come on, anytime, anytime, anytime. I'm well, you know, here it comes. Now you and I have the ability Ability to receive people that are unreceivable anywhere else. There is a spiritual law that things gravitate toward the toward the open part. A river, a stream will make its way through the through the rocks, and it goes for the open part. And there is a spiritual law in the spirit of God in the spiritual kingdom that people will come toward people that love them. Love is a magnet. It draws people to you. And when the enemy comes in and tries to get you to have resentments or fear or, you know, you close up because you, you've been hurt, well, that stops that, that, that radar from going out. You know? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. When, that, when you begin to send out love, God begins to send them in. Amen. So the prophet then started off with a raven, started off with a brook, graduated to people, to that, to that widow, and the miracle continued. So God's preparation ahead of time, the miracle of preparation, the miracle of preparation. A miracle is a revelation of God's preparation. A miracle is a revelation of God's preparation. It could happen as, as, as simple, <clears throat> nothing simple in the kingdom, nothing simple in spirit, but it could happen as, as uh, common as we, as we would say when God sends someone by your way to pray for you. God prepared me to come, evidently, to be a catalyst or a trigger for Joe's faith to continue to develop and for that miracle to happen at this altar.
Now, how did that happen? Well, phone call came. Dennis and I go back a long ways. We, our, our roads interchange, and the Spirit of God has had us together for a purpose. Why? Because somewhere in the, in the history of our life, God put us together for labors together in Campbell, California for this season. And he prepared ahead of time. Nothing happens by coincidence. God prepares this crowd, this people. You're sitting in this seat, in this church, because God has a plan for tomorrow. And it's going to be bigger than today. Why? Because when, you, when, you synergy, when synergism comes together, when two things come together, there's synergy, and it means that the, the two are greater than the individual ones. In other words, one horse pulls a uh, thousand pounds, the other horse, horse pulls a thousand pounds, two horses pull five thousand pounds. So Christians coming together, and Paul said, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together, there's so much more as you see the day approaching. And when you come, one has a psalm, one has a song, one has a testimony, one has a word, one has a prophecy, and he goes on and describes the interaction of the Spirit of God. Why? Now you're sitting home in your own room, you've got your little prayer closet, and you got your little prayer pillow. It's sweet. And you hear some comforting words, maybe some directive words. But there's nothing like coming into the dynamics of the body of Christ because somebody else is adding to the Spirit of God and the dynamics of God and the prophecy comes or the healing comes or the word from the shepherd comes and we hear the direction of the, of the leader of the house where God's got a word for us. That's how the body of Christ functions. Amen. He is prepared ahead of time a miracle. Wow. Exodus 17 and 6. I'm breaking all the rules of simple teaching tonight because I'm flooding you with scriptures. But I want you to see the track record of God. And just in case you're interested, he didn't quit yesterday. You didn't, your guarantee just didn't run out yesterday. It's still in vogue. It's still in force. Look at this. In the wilderness, he prepared for them water out of the rock and manna out of the heavens and quail blowing in on the wind and dropping in on their backyard. What a God. Wow. Quail, manna, water. Clouds to protect him from that scorching sun. Heat at night. Fire up in the sky to warm them in the freezing desert. What a landlord. <laughs> wow. Think about it. You say, well, that was old Israel. No, this is new. This is, this is new kingdom stuff. Paul says, and so much more. And so much more. He's always comparing the old and the new. And he'd show you the old. And he said, if that was great, this is better. We've got a God who knows how to do things that are shocking and surprising and riveting and scary and fun and big. Because he prepares ahead of time. A miracle is a preparation of God's, a revelation of God's preparation. <clears throat> a widow is prepared a bird is prepared. <clears throat> a river is prepared. <clears throat> Jesus said in Matthew 21, 2, he said, Go and there will be a young colt already tied up, ready to carry me into the city. It's already done. 
I don't know. I don't know why we keep falling off the wagon over this stuff. It seems like we just about get our faith up there and then we hit a chuck hole and bounce off. We ought to put a seatbelt on for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> we get this thing done and we're just ready to win the world and then bang, something happens and we say, whoops, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. God's forgot us. Oh, I want you to see my pleading face. I want you to hear my voice of kindness and passion. And I want you to take it home with you. Wish you'd have one of those pull string things, you know. Uh, maybe out of manufacture there and sell them on eBay or something. Just, a, you know, my head with a pull string, you know. God will do it for you. Don't forget, he's faithful. He will answer your prayer. Faith is the, ah, this is great. I'm having revelation. Amen. I'm going to the manufacturer next week. This is going to sell big. Praise God. Listen, I want you to hear the voice of the Lord that a, that, that a miracle is simply seeing what God's already done. And embracing it and taking it in and eating it if you need to eat it. Praise God. <laughs> now, you and I then are facing some things that need to be changed. There's, 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 there's real problems in real world in real time. And I know we can step into a kind, of a, a kind of a spiritual climate, and we, especially in the, in the church Sundays and revival times, but then we step back out in the cold, real world, and we still owe, owe the bills. We still have the, the, you know, the, the problem. But I want you to know, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Preparing ahead of time. Now, when God said to the mountain, when he, when he commanded us to say to the mountain, I don't think he expected us to be on our own. I'm wondering if that mountain doesn't already have a command to obey us. I'm wondering if there hasn't been a command to go out before we even spoke to the mountain from the maker of the mountain. And he said, Someone's showing up this week, and when they command you to go, you get. Do you suppose that could work that way? Do you suppose there's been a command already on that situation with finances or sickness or brokenness that has had a command from the Father, from God, from the Creator to obey your voice if you speak it in His name? I do. I think I could find you a verse on that. There's already been a command to go, that's gone out to, to, the, to the creation that it is to obey the sons of God. And you and I are sons of God, daughters of God. So the sons of God dominate and rule the physical, spiritual world. For he said in Genesis 1 and Luke 16... Genesis 1 and Luke 16 are the same command in different covenants, different ages. The first one says, <clears throat> I'm going to make man in our own image, and they'll have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and, and they'll, they'll, have, they'll have rule. 
Now, we know, this, we know the fall came, etc. But the second one is the entrance into the new covenant relationship when he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and he who believes shall be saved, and he who believes not shall be condemned, and you shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If you have, if there's, you know, if you have a snake bite you, it's not going to kill you. Poison, someone tries to poison you. And <clears throat> all those things are dominion over this world we live in. So that's been commanded. God has already commanded. He's this this realm to obey his word coming through your 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 I was going to say your face your mouth amen well a mouth is on the face <laughs> isn't that something don't have to outshout the devil he's already been commanded to obey the word of God hallelujah now look at this. Let's go on. When we step into that position then of authority and faith and believing, then we have the ability to do the will of God without, as, Paul, as the scripture says, we cast our care on him. And I don't know of a better picture of a Christian than someone who doesn't walk in anxiety and fear. I don't mean a, you know, kind of like a spiritual hippie that has no roots and just floats around doing nothing. I'm talking about someone who actually walks without fear and in peace and has no anxiety. Anxiety is a killer. And we all have had it. And every time something comes up, we have to get a hold of ourselves and, and make sure we, you know, we have to deal with it. Sometimes for a day or two or an hour or two or sometimes longer. And we say, God, I cast it on you. Often I have pictures of my grandmother's garage and my two sisters and I playing Annie Annie over. Now I know that's an old game. Some of you may remember it. But, you know, all you had in those days was a ball or something and you'd stand on each side of the little garage and you'd throw it over and you'd say, Annie Annie over and you'd throw that thing. And I, I was so small I'd hit, I'd hit the side of the ball. And they'd come back down. My sisters would be over there waiting for me, you know. And I'd say, Annie, Annie, over. And I'd hit the gutter. Bang. And then finally, I'd get on top of the roof. And, oh, and, and if I, about four or five times, it'd dribble over the top. I, I, I see that picture often when I'm, when I'm casting my care on the Lord. Because it comes back at me. <clears throat> hit the wall. It comes back at me. Hit the gutter. But I keep casting until it sticks, until it goes over the hill. And I hear the Lord say, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Amen. This is the process of faith. I love the quick miracle stuff. And if I could have my way, you'd all get healed instantly. And all I'd have to do is point my finger. And I mean, it'd be glorious. I'd be in the newspaper and people would take my picture. And, <laughs> oh, man, I mean, my flesh would be just raving. <clears throat> but God has time. Some, there's sometimes separation between the word that you speak and the answer that comes. That's the walk of faith. That's the journey we're in. Amen. And sometimes it's not a short time. There's times when you intercede and pray <clears throat> for a season of time that looks like it's dead. And suddenly the answer comes in. Amen. I lost my wallet last year. It's still on the way home. <clears throat> I don't know how it's, where it's going, but it's coming home. 
That's a, I'm confessing what I confess to myself every time that thought comes up. I got things in that wallet I want back. I, the money's not important. There wasn't that much, but I got things in there I want back. It's coming home. Someone's bringing that wallet home to me. Praise God. I went into the store years ago, and my old Ford pickup didn't lock up, and I had my suitcase and my briefcase in the front seat. And I came out, and the briefcase is gone. I go home, and to, to my... Uh, <clears throat> To my spiritual strength, my wife, <laughs> and I cast myself on the floor, puddle of tears, you know, oh, God's forsaken me. My sermons are all gone. My Bible's gone. <clears throat> no, I'm, 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 I'm probably overemphasizing a little bit, but <clears throat> she said, let's call it home. Took a hold of that and we called it home. Next morning, my briefcase was sitting on top of the truck. <clears throat> Everything was there. Now, I know what happened. They opened it and saw the Bible, and they got scared, you know. <laughs> he said, oh, man of God, I better take this back home. <clears throat> a revelation, a miracle is a revelation of God's preparation. One more snapshot. <clears throat> Second Kings 7, one of my favorites. Second Kings 7 is the picture of the Christian church under attack. Seven King, uh, Second King Seven is the picture of your your home under attack. This economy that we're in, and here we have a city that's surrounded by the enemy. Now the enemy is always there to kill, to steal, and destroy. The enemy is the one that's after your death or it's seeking for your life. Now, in the city of the in the gate of the city are the elders of the city. This is, where the, this is where the rule went on. This is where the, 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 you know, the laws were made and so forth. And in this first part of chapter 7, the prophet shows up and gives them a word from the Lord. Now, I want you to remember that bird dung is selling for $5 a pint. Boy, that'd be a sale, wouldn't it? I mean, we'd be standing in line. <laughs> Bird dung is selling for $5 a pint. Someone figured that out and kind of got close. Now, this is the situation. The prophet shows up and says, Tomorrow at this same time, there will be a fine flour selling for pennies. And an ox head will be available or, you know, meat. Now, <clears throat> here's the religious answer. Here's the religious answer from the elder, one of the elders. If God would make windows in heaven, should this thing be? Now, if that's not just a religious response to something, like, well, you know, um, we know God heals the sick. Oh, yeah, he used to heal the sick. Oh, yeah, he could if he wanted to. Uh, that's a religious answer to an immediate need. Oh, well, you know, uh, you won't starve to death. I mean, he, you know, you'll get through this. No. God has a prophetic answer and listen to it and the prophet said you will see it with your eyes but will not eat thereof now here's here's what happens in churches just like this all over america <clears throat> people sit in congregations and see things see miracles happen to people and and see uh, salvation see healings see uh, even uh, a revival of sorts you know break a breakout of the holy ghost and they're not eating of it they think, that, well, they, you know, it'll pass, or it's not for me, or, uh, oh, that's nice, but it doesn't fit me. No, that's, that's this example of, of sitting and not eating of the very thing that you need. 
But the Bible, or the prophet also said, you'll, not, you'll, not, you'll see it, but you'll not eat it. And the next day he got run over, didn't he, by the crowd. And he died. Now, four men outside the gate with leprosy. And I, I'm, I'm supposing they were there a long time. And perhaps they had already come to the place where they were crippled. And, and needed assistance of each other. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to know because they were already cast out of the city. They were excommunicated from the life in the city. And they said one to another, why, why, why are we sitting here? If we sit here any longer, we're going to die. We're going to the city. They're going to, you know, we'll die in there. Why don't we go to the camp of the enemy? Let's go forward. Let's, let's take some steps of faith. And if they kill us, we're going to die anyway, so we might as well die out there. Let's take the chance that something could happen. And I, th- I really believe some of our faith is just taking a chance. We, we don't, you know, we're not all that polished, and we don't all have perfect faith, but some of our faith is just, you know, like in the pool, here we come. <laughs> I'm going in anyway. I don't know what's there. But sometimes faith needs to be that kind of thought. Lord, if I perish, I perish, but it's better than sitting here and dying. Now listen, I'm not going to dramatize this, and I love this sermon, and if I was anointed for it, I'd have my microphone down there by the feet while the men were staggering along, the amplification of God's kingdom, you know, and we'd hear the, the we'd hear, and, but they heard, the, they thought they heard an army coming, they thought they heard an army coming, and they fled. They fled. Now, here's the answer. Here's, here's the preparation of God. Let me ask you a question. If you've got a whole town full of hungry people and there's no UPS or delivery system, how do you get food to them? How do you get food to a whole city full of hungry people when there's no truck system? You bring it on the back of your enemies. God brought their answer in the tents of the enemy your answer is right in your problem your problem contains the supply of your need in those tents fed the city I'm prophesying and I'm speaking directly to somebody tonight who has a contract problem who has a life dealing problem maybe finances Maybe health. But in your problem, God has got the answer. That whole army was nothing but food bearers. They didn't know they were just taking food to the enemy. They thought they were going to kill the enemy. And the enemy, our enemy, thinks he's going to kill us. What is, he's providing exercise for us. <laughs> Sword play. He's just the practice partner for our faith to grow. Well, Scripture says, count it all joy when you fall into various types of trials. Why? Your faith is exercised. So the enemy is just a pawn in the game of God. The enemy, the devil and God are not co-enemies. The devil is God's servant. And I didn't... I don't have another week to preach on that, so I'm not even going to bring it up again. <clears throat> but I want you to know it's not like God and the devil, and God's winning now today and the devil's winning. No. God uses situations to bring things to us so that we can, have, we can exercise our faith 
and we can see miracles. And this church, I'm coming to a prophetic edge now. This church has been prepared to step up and use the faith you have carried so long in your spirits to see some supernatural stuff happen. And I say this, I'm on the edge of the, of the, of the board now. But I, I, you know, on the diving board, not the church board, <laughs> the diving board. I'm on, I'm on the edge of that diving board. I'm prophesying this, that there will be a, 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 a response coming back from the sister churches in your fellowship. And they're going to say, what's happened over there in Campbell? What is going on? In your church, why? how did you turn the corner like you did? You're going to hear that in these months to come. <clears throat> because God is going to supernaturally begin to deposit people in these seats. And some of them are going to be broken. Some of them are going to be polished a little bit better than others. Come in to help you serve the Lord. Others are going to be totally broken. But I tell you, you're going to see in the, in the thing the enemy tries to do, you're going to see the answer. Hallelujah. You ready for that? Praise God. Now I've shot all my cannons. I'm out of shells. Hallelujah. <laughs> I see bodies hit all over the place. I mean, you know, this has been great. But that's the word of the Lord to this house. And I came for that purpose. I came to give you that supernatural injection to carry you on into the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard against him. Move that little comma over one or two, you know, forward a little bit. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against them. We emphasize the enemy too much, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood. No, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. See, that's what I'm speaking, that's what I'm speaking into your spirits tonight. God is already prepared ahead of time. God is already prepared ahead of time. I came across a box of nails in my shop the other day, my little <clears throat> collection I have. And it was a pretty good sized box and I didn't want to have it there and I didn't want to carry it in my truck, so... <clears throat> I found a can for those nails. I put them in the can. Well, the nails have been there 10 years. <clears throat> I put them in the can, and there was a handful of nails left. And I, I thought, what am I going to do with this? I don't have any more cans. And in the bottom of the, of the box was an old sack that I had used to fill the crack in. Ten years ago, I had put that sack there, and I took the sack out, put the nails in, and went on my way. Now you tell me, ten years before that, God had prepared ahead of time a little sack to supply my need. That's how detailed he is to help you out and love you. Just... And you could tell me stories like that all day long. Things ahead of time. When I see a, a washer, a bolt, a nut, a screw, 
and I pick it up, I know that within the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm going to need that sucker. Something's going to fall off, and I'm going to have to put a bolt on it. That's how God supplies ahead of time. He just kind of drops it in front of you, knowing that, hey, you're going to need that. You better pick that up. Now, this June the 3rd, 4, 5, and 6, has been that drop, that little bolt dropping, that little nail sack. This is in the right time at the right place. Because now we're ready for July, August, September. We're ready for it. God's prepared us for the days ahead. Praise God. Is that a good word? You receive that? All right, let me pray. <laughs> Amen. 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 Asarabarandala makota satai. Angeli bodundan bramakata satai. Lord, we pray by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we pray by the instructions of the Word of God. We are never alone as we stand up. As public as it may look and as bold as we may look to others around us, it is always Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are simply an echo out of heaven. We are simply a voice in this world from a God who has a plan. And Lord, I speak again tonight. I speak over this house and over this pastor and his wife and over these elders in this house, these leaders and these teachers and these faithful members and the new ones that are here and the young ones that are here. I speak, Lord God, the boldness to go into the future with confidence. God's got a plan that is, has set them, has poised them, Lord, to be launched into a new level. Oh, my. You've prepared the building. You've prepared the way. You've made the place renewed. You've had several years of preparation for this influx, Lord. Now it's time. And I call people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I call the backslider, the prodigal. I call the hungry. I call those who love the presence of the Lord. Father, bring, uh, bring us the next level of soldiers and the next level of body life, the next level of families. Bring us those young converts, Lord. Bring us those young, those young couples and families, Lord. Let us build for the generation to come in this house in Campbell, California. Lord, the established seed will grow into a harvest in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Dear sister, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm not good with names unless I say them a lot. I want you to stand a minute, would you? And I want you're going to do something for me here. I know you, I know you got... You got faith. You you trust me here. I'm not going to hurt you. But what I want you to do tonight is I want you to pray a prayer for the uh, for the uh, backslider. Some of them out of this house. Some of them not. But I just I just want you to pray out of the heart of a mother of Israel right now 
for those that you may know or may not know, but I just want you to speak that out and let the Spirit speak through you for a minute here. before you those father god that have once known you and turned their back on you there's lots father that's been in this house that we know we can't call them by name right now but you know them you know where they are father god seek them out deal with them father god draw them back to you Oh, Father God, in Jesus' name we ask it. We want to see souls saved in this place, Father God. We want to see people lifting up your name, Father God. We want to see them reaching out to you and coming back to you, Father God. In Jesus' name, give us strength, Father God, to go out, to reach for them, to draw them back to you, Father God. Father, we have something to do also. So strengthen us, anoint us, Father God. Lead us in the way that you have us to go and father in jesus name draw back to you yes, praise yes. god yes. praise god Hallelujah. thank Hallelujah. you jesus Hallelujah. thank you jesus Hallelujah. oh my you feel the richness of that prayer you feel the spirit of that prayer praise god praise god come here mother sister young mother i want you to pray for the children that are yet to come to this house and that are here. Go ahead and pray for the children. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for, for the children, Lord, that, Lord God, you say that um, the children should, should come to you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord God, that they do and that we would be having the right heart and Lord um, having the ability to to be used Lord in the way that you would have us to be used to receive those children um, Lord God help us be in your will Lord mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good good now let me help you let me help you because this is a prophetic thing God's going to drop intercession on you and you're going to be weeping for the children. And uh, we, Paul said, groanings that cannot be uttered, language that is maybe un not understood. But God's going to set on you an intercession for the children of this house and for those coming in. Amen. That's a prophetic word over you, okay? Praise God. Praise God. You pray out loud much? You pray out loud? I will. Okay, stand up here. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna. I want you to pray for the men and the businesses of this house. Dear Heavenly Father, you know the sincerity of this prayer, Lord Jesus. The need for each and every person here, Lord Jesus, for every working man, every working lady. Lord, as we come to you, you said we're two or three gathered. Ask in your name, it shall be done. Lord, you have the people, Lord. You have the sincere hearts of each and every one. Their prayer is to see blessings upon each and every one and this church. Lord, we ask you for every working person in here, Lord, yes, Lord. Jesus, to be blessed yes, in a mighty way. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You hear the voice of this house? You hear the voice of this house? Amen. Come here. There's a man who stands in the gate, and he's not the guy that's, that's negative. He's the guy that's positive. <laughs> but he's standing in the gate of this house along with a shepherd. I see him standing up there like a pillar in this house. And I just want you to pray out of your heart over this house. Something doesn't have to be from my direction, but something that's on your heart. Just go ahead and speak to the Lord and as, as, an, as an elder spirit in this house. Precious Father, we're here tonight to honor your name and to open our hearts and open our church. Lord, what we want is an open door. What we want is an open portal into heaven where the Holy Spirit will flow directly, Lord, not through anyone, but directly to your children. Lord, where the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are so open within our hearts and lives. And Lord, we may have been nervous and afraid to exercise in these gifts, but I pray that you will bring to us not only the willingness, but a zeal to come and to open our hearts to the power of your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And Lord, that when we do that, we're, we're opening ourselves to the Spirit and to the direction of the Spirit, but we're opening ourselves to miracles in this church. And we pray, Lord, for each and every one that we will be full of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that there will be an opening every time we come to church and every time that we look to you in our praise and our thanksgiving and our rejoicing, Lord, that we'll open a door for the impossible to be done. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh my, yes, good, 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 good. Dear sister over here, I want you to help me stand up here. I want you to help me do something. I had a visit with your husband last night. What a sweet spirit he is. I'm talking about you. Okay. What a sweet spirit he is. But I want you to pray for, for the husbands, not just that are represented here, but that are to come into this house. Husbands, just begin to just speak to the Lord about them a little bit. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the men that stand for the families that are back, the backbone of the families. We thank you, Lord, that you gave them to us. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you can give them strength that they will be here for the church. And we praise your name, Lord, that uh, we, we have come here, and we thank you, Lord, for all, all your love and your goodness, Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Good. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 <clears throat> You feel the you feel the strength coming up out of this house just in the prayers not that uh, when I say that I'm not saying it wasn't there but we're hearing it and that's part of the strength is just hearing what people are saying and praying and listening to the voices of members of this house speaking to it in Jesus name I could have every one of you pray a prayer as as if we had time and each of you could add to that voice we're hearing right now this is this is your house this is your place of worship praise god amen in the mind of 
seen the vision of um, me leading um, mothers and, and their little children in worship, in, in praise and worship here. And um, it's just been for like the last year of just off and on kind of thought, is that, you know, something God wants um, me to do? And, um, and just in the last couple of weeks, I felt like he's giving me a more clear picture of that. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and it's just not anything I brought up yet, but I felt like it was time to share. You that. just brought it up. Yeah, I just, it's just not a, I don't know, that's just on my heart. Mm -hmm. These type of things are like a prophecy. In other words, prophecy uh, and tongues interpretation, anything that comes by revelation uh, needs to be presented to uh, to your spiritual leader um, and and uh, and get the uh, get the encouragement or or the uh, the uh, help with it in other words uh, that'll work that won't this is good that is not timing and that's how these things develop so you do that make your notes you know draw your pictures diagram what you're hearing bring it to your uh, shepherd and uh, I don't doubt that's God speaking to you. And it's, it's part of the picture that God's got for, for, the, for the children of this house. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment here. Check all the corners. Make sure we crossed our T's and dotted our I's. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we seal the words you've dropped in our spirits, in our hearts, and we ask you, Lord, just to carry that forward. I bless this house. I bless the people. bless the leaders. I bless the shepherd and, uh, and his wife, Lord, Sister Pat. I bless them in their forward journey. And I thank you for giving me a heart to be a part of this house. Lord, I'm, I carry, I'll carry the people in, in my spirit as I go my way today, tomorrow, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me uh, do one more thing before I ask Dennis to come. I want to thank you for, for your uh, <clears throat> involvement in the, in the services and the spirit of things that have gone on, I thank you for your love and your, your uh, <clears throat> sacrifice in coming out and being a part of what's going on. Uh, I'm hung up on that thing. I have, uh, I used to carry around a lot of material with me and I've just gotten lazy, I guess, because it's a lot of work. <laughs> but I threw some books in my, uh, in my suitcase and uh, the Lord reminded me of them tonight, so I want to, I want to just plant them in some lives. Um, <clears throat> I've done uh, uh, three little books lately, or last, over the last few years. One of them is on women in the church, and it's a very positive look at uh, the the uh, the other half of our army, 
And uh, uh, what you can do if you need to is just pass them around. But I want to just plant them in your life a little bit. And uh, give you a understanding of what God says about the army of God. And uh, <clears throat> like I say, if you, if you want to borrow them from who I'm giving them to. But I wanted to... This, I, I did a book on... Uh, I wrote some stories. And <clears throat> I heard a story... Uh, I heard a story uh, Oral Roberts told us pastors. He was in a uh, he was in a meeting, uh, a convention on healing, talking a symposium, and and there was a pastor there that uh, that uh, was from a church that didn't have healing, didn't believe in healing, and uh, Oral Roberts was in between the break, walking down the aisle, and and the, they called him over and said, Pastor uh, Oral Roberts, come, we will tell you a story. He says, I had, a, I had a family in my church that uh, the little boy was very sick. And they went to your crusade and they were healed. The boy was healed. And the pastor said, Oh, Roberts, do you think healing's for today? Now, this is a stupid question, but that's what he said. And Oral Roberts said, why don't you ask the boy? Just cuts the, cuts the you know... So the Lord stirred me years ago, and I began to write out, uh, uh, from, the, from the, the view of the people that were healed by Jesus. And so it's kind of a Holy Spirit writing, you know, book. And uh, there's some stories in here that uh, out of the, the blind man and the crippled man and the, and the man, you know, beside the pool. And so it was, it's just kind of a fun book, and I want to plant, plant this in your life and let you enjoy that. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Secret, I, uh, secrets of long life and divine health. Uh, I've, uh, I said, uh, it's better to, to build a fence at the top of the hill than to park an ambulance at the bottom of the hill. In other words, let's not, let's not fall over the edge. Let's find out how to stay healed or stay well, stay healthy, and not just keep coming back to be healed. Now, Grace, Grace says I can be healed when I'm sick, but let's find out how not to get sick. So I've got, a, I've got some steps in here, things that you can do, forgiveness and, you know, different types of stuff that'll help you stay healed. Amen. Amen. There you go, dear. Those are just some seeds and, and uh, plant them in your life. Um, if you want to f- follow me a little bit, I try to stay up with my webpage. It's georgewatkins.com and kind of shows what I'm doing, some of my... Some of my teachings on there. So God bless you. I love you. And uh, Dennis, thanks for having me here. Amen. Thank you for coming.